What's up, everyone? I'm Chad Grills. This is the Mission Daily, your number one source for accelerated learning. I'm joined, as always, by Ian Faison. What's up, man? You know, it's going well today, my friend. It is. And today we are doing three terrifying ideas from three geniuses. And the reason we're zeroing in on these three specific theories and bodies of work is because they've really inspired a lot of what we're doing at the mission. And as we go through future episodes, we're going to be referring back to these ideas. And these ideas are, as you'll soon learn, pretty powerful. And the three women that have developed them, uh, I don't feel they've really got the recognition they deserve. So those are a couple of the reasons why we're diving into them. And we're going to get a little deep. So like these are, this is not not no, necessarily you're, comfortable if you're but and you're if you're listening on like monday morning um hang in there know, like before you've had your coffee just just stick with us you know it's only going to be 15 minutes but we're going to get through like chad said these are kind of uh foundational ideas that we're going to talk about in the future and each can, one is potentially transformative life-changing will change your view on humanity but for the st- a starting place we're just going to skate over the surface of them before we go too deep no pressure. It's good no pressure. It. First one, Rain Eisler. So Rain Eisler's theories around how men and women get along, I feel like these are going to have to come to the forefront of conversation again. Uh, in our modern world, it feels like there's a battle of the sexes or whether you think that there's a patriarchy or a matriarchy or that men and women have never really got along before. Uh, Rain Eisler is a, a historian, uh, a systems thinker, a scientist, an educator, an attorney. She's done a whole different number of things. And one of her most interesting books that she created was called The Chalice and the Blade. And she spent a decade on the research, um, the ideas behind it. And she studied thousands, tens of thousands of historical documents and basically discovered that there was a time in prehistory where men and women not just got along, but where we had a true partnership in every sense of the word. Um, it was things were very meritocratic. Uh, people got along well, and the idea that there would be competition between men and women was uh, asinine. The name of the game was survival and collaboration. And Rain pointed out that in the last thousand or two thousand years, we've basically fallen into a much more violent uh, dominator-based society. So obviously, dominator-based societies uh, not so good. Whereas partnership societies are much more exciting for everyone involved. Yeah, and we'll read, I'll read a quick quote here that, uh, that Rain said. So this is that one of the best, excuse me, this is one of the best kept historical secrets is that practically all the material and all social technologies fundamental to civilization were developed before the imposition of a dominator society. And what Rain is saying is that all of the foundations for modern technological achievements and advancements were actually started or the ball was rolling or the majority of the progress was made uh, prior to the last thousand years. That's super deep and we'll have to unpack that and dive, you know, explore it in a different way with future episodes. The point of this and why we're bringing up her work is um, because we need to figure out how to collaborate. If we're always thinking that the other person has a leg up or preferential treatment or something like that, that's tempting. And that type of mindset is always there. And this is about going beyond that and thinking like, you know, how do we focus on partnering? And then how do we move away from dominator, violent type, aggressive behaviors 
um, when they don't service anymore. And so where you could do, if you want to do like additional reading on this topic, you can go check out The Chalice and the Blade, other than having like the sweetest name. I see this book all the time at the Mission Headquarters, and I have not read it admittedly uh, yet. What a great name. But such a great name, and I see it all the time. Um, but you could go you could go pick up that book for like deeper reading. But we're going to, in future episodes of the Mission Daily, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into these topics. We'll on uh, yeah, specific parts of that. So the next one who, uh, this woman was just another genius whose work tends to make a lot of people in our past life, our past profession, pretty uncomfortable. And this lady was Alice Miller. So she was a Swiss psychoanalyst and she came up with a theory that basically all of war could be traced back to child abuse. That if we got serious about preventing our violent conflicts, we needed to start redefining how we view childhood abuse, children's rights, things like that. And uh, Alice Miller had two really powerful quotes that sum up what she was all about. And Ian, you want to read that first one? Genuine forgiveness does not deny anger, but faces it head on. So in our modern society, it's been a big taboo to ever get angry. You're not supposed to get angry at things. And one of the things that Alice Miller found was that getting angry is actually, uh, it's a form of honesty. And obviously this can become a negative thing if you're always getting angry and thinking that that is the, you know, the end result, the end state that you're optimizing for. But rather, she was a big advocate that when you do get angry, that you explore it, that you fully let all of those feelings come to the surface. So what type of child abuse is she talking about, like in the book? Is she talking about like, like physical abuse, mental abuse? Is it talking about like taking advantage of young people? Like, what She's is talking it? about all kinds, basically. But what's interesting is if we think about things from a historical standpoint, if we become better as a society and get access to more resources or if there's more technological advancement, the current forms of nutrition and practices that we're practicing right now, in the next hundred years, they could be very well be seen as a form of child abuse. And so that's just like one thing that she presents that kind of like changes the paradigm of thinking about things. Like obviously like there's verbal abuse, there's hitting, there, there are things that are horrible there that are very apparent, but there are forms of neglect. And the reality is that in the next hundred years, a lot of the things that we consider normal behavior now might be considered forms of neglect. Do you know offhand when she wrote this? Uh, I don't. The first, the book that she's probably most famous for is called The Drama of the Gifted Child. And she didn't mean, she wasn't talking about gifted in a sense of, uh, you know, mathematical or musical prowess or anything like that. She's talking about gifted in a sense of uh, being sensitive and being feel, you know, having feeling and being creative, uh, all of those wonderful things about childhood that a lot of people feel are kind of crushed out of us or were strongly dissuaded from exploring. Uh, and so another great quote from Alice Miller that gives you a little bit of perspective into her worldview is that contempt is the weapon of the weak and a defense against one's own despised and unwanted feelings. So Alice's work is really inspiring, but it's also something that uh, a lot of folks are not willing to fully embrace yet. When it, so it was written in 1979. I wonder, I wonder what technology. I mean, like I, I would hypothesize that not super juice would not be super juiced about uh, like the you know, like iPad, YouTube, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, culture. Although, I mean, there's plenty of good sides to like learning super fast. Obviously, we love accelerated learning, and like I feel like my nephew like knows more about every single thing that I possibly knew at the, at his age. So not to say that it's all negative, but I think that there's definitely a downside to like 
uh, a lot of that and isolationism and, and feeling like not as connected and physically with the world and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there definitely is. And the one of the big trade-offs is like they allow us to conquer the boundaries of like spatial limitations. So kids are now able to explore all kinds of different ideas that they otherwise like never would have encountered. Like I, I can remember life before the internet and it was uh, pretty limited. It was hard. Like you couldn't just go by yourself to the library to check out a book if you wanted it. That's a great or, point. Or watch it. It was so hard to, as a kid, you can't go check out a video or you can't go watch a video or necessarily like stream one right away. Now you can. So it's and you can it's do it in changer. secret too. Exactly. So it's like you don't have to be the person who's like walking home from the public library by yourself with like a bag full of books. Yep. Although the cardio is good and it's good to get out in the world. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, speaking of getting out in the, into this world and enjoying books and things like that, Audible is our exclusive sponsor of The Mission Daily. You can go to audible.com slash the mission and get a free audiobook today. And it's summer. So it's the perfect time to find your favorite tree. Find your, if you're here in the Bay Area, find your favorite and, redwood tree like we have right outside the Mission HQ. And listen to a good book. And what better thing to bring up at your family reunion or on summer vacation than child abuse and how the origins, <laughs> <laughs> and then the or, how the origins of war all stem from this uh, one thing. That, I'm just kidding, of course. Not kidding about the child abuse part. But I am kidding about the fact that you would bring this up. Um, obviously these are, but you can wow, deep you topics, can wow your friends. Yeah. Listen to the books, see what you think. Um, but the drama of the gifted child, excellent book for anyone who considers themselves sensitive or creative. Uh, this book is transformative and just go to audible.com slash the mission or text the mission to five zero zero five zero zero. And you can get started with a free 30 day trial membership. It's Thanks free. to audible for sponsoring the mission daily. Yeah. Let's get back into the show. Next one. Barbara Ehrenreich. I had to, I'm pretty sure I got that last that, time. I think Perfect. you got it. So her book called Blood Rights is a fascinating look at where the tendency to sacrifice and become violent in the first place might have come from. And she proposes that when humans were hunted by pack animals, so saber-toothed tigers and things like that, we developed a really horrible habit where the humans would basically band together, try to escape, and in our fleeing attempt to flee from the predator inevitably one or two humans would get picked off and they would become the sacrificial victim that would then save the rest of the tribe. The tribe misinterpreted this like horror that was going on. And because they saw the other humans being killed, being picked down by animals, they were able to get a sense of relief. And in a sense, that sacrifice restored balance to the tribe and it protected everyone. So these sacrificial victims in early, early prehistory were basically, we kind of considered them deities for a long time because they were saving the tribe. And that was the, the starting point of sacrifice, which another guy named Rene Girard came, came on and like discovered some more interesting things. And that's actually the basis of Zero to One and a bunch of other books. So we can follow this historical and this fascinating research all the way to modern business theory and some of the most interesting philosophers of our own time. Um, this is actually the foundational building block of their work. So is this, I mean, this has got to be like a heavy, heavy. It's, oh, it's all, but see, that's, what's so exciting about these ideas is that after you either experience them or listen to a full audiobook, you're not the same and you don't, you don't view things the same. Um, but in, in a much more like empowering way. And that book is blood rights, blood rights. And it's, um, Another thing where it's like you finish these books and you're like, 
how how was this ever kept from me? This is the most interesting thing in the world. Like humanity's evolution should be something like, how are we not all talking about this? Um, but anyways, this is like a basis for, so after this happened for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe you know, even millions of years, um, we got used to it and that turned into sacrifice and then uh, scapegoating. And now we have like modern day scapegoating. And it's very possible that our base impulses to ostracize or demonize that one person or that one new idea are all a result of saber-toothed tigers killing killing that one person in our midst. Well, you know, it's pretty interesting. I think that a lot of people um, kind of like look to their friends or or like their loved ones or whatever <laughs> and are just kind of like when there's someone in the public ire that's just like, we need a consensus on this person. Like we need to, this is the person that like, we, we don't like this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't like, and it's like uh, not to, uh, well, I don't want the Tay-Tay fans to come after him, but, <laughs> but like, but, and I like, I totally joke, but like, there are definitely like even like actors and actresses or, or musicians or whatever it is where like there's just kind of just like public just like yeah we just kind of like don't like this person time to go time yeah to and it's just like and like oh, small time scapegoating we're yeah we're sick of this person in the public consciousness and I think that there there's that or the person at work did you ever see I think it was Martin Lawrence um but it stand up bit about how his his girlfriend would always say um that someone at her work was was trying to like bring her down. No. I just like it's like you bag groceries. Is she stealing your paper? Um, but Martin but, Lawrence was great. Some of his yeah. first stand up specials. I think that Man. was. I think that was him. Um, I just love him. But any, actually, that might have been Chris Rock. Anyways, I digress. But uh, but I think that that stuff totally happens with like scapegoating and all of that. And I to to draw it back to like that satisfaction that like everybody feels when somebody just gets like after it happens. Yeah. Like at, when and someone no, gets like you. eviscerated on Twitter for saying something stupid or, or whatever, Facebook or whatever, you see someone face plant um, in the news is like everybody kind of collectively like sighs and like, yeah, we got them. Yeah. It's like, that's pretty weird. It's, it's definitely weird. And we'll go into these topics more. Uh, and hopefully into these books, we'll do deep dives. If you all like these three topics, be sure to let us know and subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time. And if you have any questions, at Mission HQ on Twitter. Hit us up. Later. Hey, listeners. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.